If you're a fan of Windows, this is the podcast for you. Happy Friday, friends. Ooh, what a week we had, my friends. What a week. There's there's a lot going on in the world of win Windows. There's just a lot going on in the world of Microsoft. We got past the fiscal hump. And so there, there's a lot to talk about. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. There's a lot of questions. And so I'm jazzed up. Hopefully you are. And let's just get going. Uh, first things up, another retirement coming out of Camp Microsoft. Sam George, he was the corporate vice president of Azure IoT. He was actually, he's been around for a long time. I've known him and talked to him several times throughout the past, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. And uh, he is moving on and uh, just retiring out of Microsoft and uh, taking a little personal time, according to his post. This is just stacking up the number of people who have left the company and again the reshaping of the deck chairs uh, there was also a small round of layoffs at Microsoft they said it was less than 1% of their headcount uh, which is now at a staggering 180,000 people that is a, Microsoft is a big company and they let some people go uh, they didn't give a specific number but it appears to be very very uh, very very small uh, interesting partnership Microsoft did announce this week. They are partnering with Netflix. Now, if you remember Netflix earlier this year said, hey, we're bringing an ad supported tier uh, to help bring more people onto the platform. It's the cool thing to do that everybody's doing these days. And so they are partnering with Microsoft and their technology stack to make that happen. Now, the question becomes, why are they partnering with Microsoft? That seems a little, little, little odd, a little bit, maybe just a little bit. It's like, why wanted they go with the Google or anybody else? I think one of the primary reasons that Mike, they probably chose Microsoft is Microsoft doesn't have a competing streaming service. So at the end of the day, the technology and everything being used is used for them and not necessarily helping power a competitor driven by Microsoft. Now, it'd be hilarious if Microsoft announced a video streaming service, but I don't think they're going to be doing that. And so uh, that's a big win for Microsoft because you don't typically think of Microsoft ad serving technology, but uh, here we are. Uh, on the Windows 11 side, there's a bunch more to talk about, but uh, they are testing a new search style, if you will. On the taskbar so we have just an oval search it's just think of like a pill-shaped little oval thing there's still a magnifying glass although it looks a little fancier than the one that ships today and then there's also a large oval that says search the web but uh, i i strongly suspect that that search the web you can't change it from bang uh they also did re retire or take away that desktop search test that they had going on where it was a, basically a search little bar right on the desktop and so it appears that they're trying to figure out where do they get the best engagement and bang for their buck with this sort of thing and so microsoft is uh just playing around with that now the big news of the week came from zach bowden and uh, he's a pretty good and reliable source on this information so i don't doubt any of it uh and i've heard various things over the past few weeks and so let's just dive in here first off microsoft on the windows 11 side is working to actually accelerate how they deliver features they're they're calling these things moments and actually if you dig through some of uh the not documentation but the SKUs and updates and everything else that have been pushed out recently they actually start using the word moments now that sounds like a very pr and market friendly thing but it's like here's a moment of information or sort of uh, uh, I don't know if that's going to be the official branding but either way it looks like we're going to be getting features faster coming down the pipeline out of Microsoft also SV3 or Sun Valley 3 which would be the next version of Windows after Sun Valley 2 which should be 22H2 doesn't look like it's happening at all it looks like it's been canceled we'll talk about why here in just a second but the features that were going to be in SV3 are now just going to roll out even faster which means you should be seeing potentially more significant updates to Windows 11 throughout the year it looks like we might be getting them even quarterly which there's a 
<laughs> there's a lot of thoughts there, but I'm trying to keep just straight to what we know so far. And so look for Windows 11 to get accelerated updates during the next, I don't know, roughly 18-ish months, something like that. Now, the other big thing is that Microsoft is officially looking to, well, not officially, is looking to launch Windows 12, yes, Windows 12, in 2024, according to Zach, and I, I believe this to be accurate, is that Microsoft is looking to go to a more traditional release cycle for Windows. Now, if prior to Windows 10, and especially prior to Windows 11, Microsoft would roughly ship a new version of OS every three to four years. And it looks like Microsoft wants to go back to that. It's very clear that Microsoft, I personally believe, got caught up in this idea that they had to prove that Windows was nimble, that Windows could Windows could adapt, Windows could be mobile, it could be modern, it could be fast, it could be fluid. A bunch of marketing terms in there for Microsoft if you didn't catch that. But either way, they got obsessed with this idea and just started just shoving stuff out whenever they wanted. Now, the, what was supposed to happen and what Microsoft told us a year ago, almost to the date, a year ago, Microsoft said, we are shipping one update per year with Windows 11. Well, that didn't really... That didn't really like shake out. I guess technically they're shipping one build of Windows, if you will. But we've been getting features all over the place. They just drop them whenever they want. They push out updates and, and Windows just kind of just evolves very quickly. It's a true Windows as a service. But Microsoft got obsessed with shipping quickly rather than shipping consistently. As of right now, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who could look at you in the eyes and explain when, where, and how all features are coming to Microsoft and on what schedule. They just show up when they're ready, which on one hand is great that's very agile of them on the other hand i think it's a bit of a disservice to windows personally speaking because windows is losing that ability to just go up on stage and have like a big bang happy moment now they did it a bit with windows 11 that was their last time and granted you could be like brad that was just a year ago but they aren't able to really do that with windows 11 because they're shoving stuff out all just randomly at the time like go back and look at build they don't have many announcements they don't have those key stage moments that are continuing to drive interest in windows the little trickle out updates are great i guess but they don't give any there's not a lot of generating of hype look at what and i hate to say look what apple does but i think apple has a pretty good model they they hold all their features and then they announce them in june they have roughly three to four betas and then they ship it's september october or something like that i think that is actually a pretty good model the reason why i say that is not because apple is some sort of superior being but it does a lot of good to generate hype around the summer months for windows starting in june you get a huge wave of mac os enthusiast support and announcements and coverage all through the summer you get people diving through the betas and then it goes quiet again for seven to eight months minus leaks and then it all that machine starts back up again whereas in the windows world it's just sort of a perpetual just like here's a feature yay uh and it's hard to see a vision that is coming from microsoft because they're shipping so randomly and frequently while i have ripped on the creators update as hilarious and a lot of things didn't work out at least when they did the creators update there was a cohesive vision about what microsoft is trying to do and it feels like the plot is lost on where windows is headed and so when i saw the news that hey microsoft was going back to a three-year cycle it's like great that is that is where we're headed and that's going to be a good thing it's going to help windows just stabilize and, and it's going to be good but then it was like, okay, they're actually going to be shipping features faster with Windows 11. So what what we have here now is for the umpteenth time in a handful of years, Microsoft appears to be changing the servicing cadence of Windows, which is 
chaos in the world of business. Whether or not Microsoft wants to admit it, business users are the primary users of Windows. That is where they make the majority of their money. Now, why would they want to ship a Windows 12 and just not keep Windows 11 perpetually? Because the OEMs were so happy with Windows 11. So happy. It gives them something to market. It gives them something new and fresh and familiar. And it gives them an opportunity to sell more hardware. Windows 12 will be the same thing. Now, it's been talked about internally as Next Valley or NV. I don't know if it has an official code name yet. What we should be looking for is how Microsoft is going to approach this conversation because it's going to be interesting to see how are they going to approach this and come out and say, look, we're going to ship Windows 12. I mean, what is going to be even be Windows 12? Is it just going to be an update to the UI? Is it going to be a refresh of the UI? What do we, how is Microsoft going to approach this after, oh, by the time this ships a, more, a decade or so, of this really quote-unquote nimble lifestyle of many updates per per month sometimes with Windows. And so it's going to be an interesting step to watch where and how Windows adjusts their marketing messaging to accomplish this. Then, after Windows 12 does ship, is it going to be like Windows 11 where they just keep bam, 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 bam? Or is it they truly going to just kind of like take a deep breath and get onto a stable, consistent, and understandable pattern of, sho of shoving updates down our throats? I mean, that's uh, it it's going to be... This is good news, I think. I'm optimistic about this. I mean, I love Windows. Windows has given me two different careers, and I, I intimately enjoy working with Windows. It's, it's so much fun. But I, I just need stability in my life, I think is the, uh, the fun, <laughs> the best way to describe it. So, I don't know. What would you all love to see in Windows 12? Microsoft clearly has an idea. Is it just going to be every three years we get a new start menu? Or they, I can't imagine they're going to push the start menu back to the left. I think they're going to try to stick with this centered idea. So a new, is a new cohesive UI and experience you know, going to be the thing? We don't know. We will find out, though. Microsoft thinks they've got an idea, or at least they know a marketing message, and so it looks like they're pushing ahead with that. Now, you might be saying, but Brad... That's roughly, that's about two years away. That's a long time. Not in the world of Microsoft. In the wor world of Microsoft, they're planning Surface hardware three years out. To actually deliver an SV or a Windows 12 in two years, they've pretty much got to get it done in 2023 so that they can test and ship in the following year. So we will see. We will see. I think three years is personally the right cadence. I think personally it is the right cadence. Now, if that wasn't enough chaos in the world of Windows, trying to understand Windows 12 more faster in updates than Windows 11, Windows 10 22H2 is still out there and coming, but we know zero things about it. I suspect it's just going to be just very small and lightweight and just a feature, or not a feature, but just a, a, a fix of everything that is, you know, patches for Windows 10. So realistically, if you like stable OS, Windows 10 is probably the place to be hanging out right now. I, I really, really believe, and it's been like that for a while, but Windows 10 is no longer the cool kid on the block. It's very much in a maintenance lifestyle, and for I think for a lot of people, that's probably where they want to be. Now, other things in the world of sort of PCs, which is pretty important, uh, Chrome OS Flex is now pretty much available for a lot of hardware. Now, this is Chrome OS is taking a very Windows-like approach where for on about 400 devices have been certified, where if you have an older device, it can be Mac too, and you don't, it doesn't really run Windows, or if you're in a business and you don't want to, to, to dump it yet because Windows is no longer supported, Chrome OS Flex is a way to basically put Chrome OS on any type of hardware. Now, granted, 400 different devices, we're not truly into that bespoke, uh, go build a custom Chromebox yet. But you got to understand, this is the starting blocks for being able to get there. And so I don't know, it, Microsoft shouldn't be concerned, but they should be concerned because clearly 
Chrome OS is going down a route uh, that competes more directly with what Microsoft does with Windows. So just kind of keep all that in mind as you see some of the stuff. Uh, on to uh, the gaming news. There was a bit of gaming news, not a ton. Uh, 343 did show off the on the networking co-op, not the couch co-op, which I don't know if it's ever coming. But either way, they showed off co-op in Halo Infinite uh, on a live stream. It has four players at a time, so you can have up to four friends, or three friends, I should say, playing Halo Infinite. Friendly fire is turned on. It is turned on. And uh, you can't be more than 1,000 feet away from each other, and then you can just play through missions like whatever. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, there were some interesting sales through uh, through Prime Day. Well, I personally did not buy anything. Uh, the Xbox Series S was $250 on a Woot, which, which Woot is an Amazon company. I don't know if this is sort of looking ahead at the tea leaves and like, look, the Xbox Series S, this is what a $250 price console would look like. Obviously, they just slashed the price. It doesn't change how it looks. But I'm curious to see how many units they move because $250, the ultimate price point is $199. That's where the tipping block really starts to delight the fire. Uh, but $250 is not a bad price either for next generation uh, gaming. Also, Halo Infinite's price was lowered to $35 on Prime Day. I don't know how many people bought it, but either way. Uh, those are sort of the highlights of the week, the big Windows news. Bunch of questions in the hopper. Let's just dive in. Oh, and one I completely forgot. Uh, Microsoft Inspire is coming up, I believe, next week. And so NGC224 kicks it off and says, any reason for consumers to watch Microsoft Inspire next week? Uh, yes, there is. There's not going to be consumer announcements. But if you want to see where Microsoft is trying to push their salespeople and why and where they're pushing their salespeople, that means that's where they're investing money, which means that's where the announcements are coming. Watch Ignite. Or Ignite. Inspire. Ignite is in the fall. Uh, Inspire is Microsoft trying to drum up and, and, and celebrate their salespeople and their field people um, externally. They have an internal sales conference, but this is externally with their partners. And so you can get an understanding of where Microsoft will be headed in the year ahead. Uh, oh, I can't. Sam Polipi? Sam Polipi? Sam Polipi? Uh, now the backwards compatibility program is, is over. Do you know what the team is up to? I, don't, I wouldn't say the backwards compatibility program is over because they're still bringing Xbox One games and Xbox One games still need to work on the next generation console. So it's not like it's completely gone. It's not like they've given up on it. Um, but they're definitely working on, on different priorities these days. I don't know exactly what priority the, that whole team is moving towards. But um, yeah, uh, they've definitely freed up some engineering capacity by moving on uh, from the old stuff uh, when it comes to backwards compatibility. Uh, Miggy says, can you explain the partnership between Microsoft and Netflix? I don't understand really why Netflix selected Microsoft. I would say that Google and others are better suited for their ad business. Well, you're right. Google is probably better suited for their ad business. But as I noted earlier, it's because they compete and Google doesn't and Netflix doesn't want to compete with a Google. And you might say Google doesn't have a streaming service. They absolutely do. It's called YouTube. It's massive. It's huge. It's bigly. Uh, and so Microsoft doesn't. Microsoft would probably love to have a streaming service like YouTube, but they don't. And so that is primarily why they chose them. And, Mike, and Microsoft does have an advertising stack. I mean, they do have that platform. You can look at MSN. They have a lot of properties online. And so they do have the capacity to do this. And so that is a big win for Microsoft as a sort of advertising neutral partner in the industry. 
Uh, Lena Fred says, what are your thoughts on Xbox possibly being smart of a smart TV bundle instead of an Xbox dongle? Let's face it, Microsoft will never catch up to Sony on gaming consoles. I like the idea of dongles and smart TV integration, and I still love the idea of which Microsoft should let uh, other hardware manufacturers make Xbox-like consoles with different specs, sizes, and everything else um i think it's I, I think it's a great idea one of the things that right js or right is i should say points out is the xbox streaming dongles depending on how they do it would need to be pretty high powered and so powering them off a usb on the internal tv might have been a challenge we don't quite know uh if microsoft was actually going to have to plug directly into a wall or if they were able to grab that usb typically on tvs but those things are low power i think microsoft's approach to bundling with tv manufacturers is absolutely absolutely the right approach for it and i think that they will see better success that way than trying to ship an independent dongle because the what goes through my head is like okay they ship with tvs is like could they get a better experience could they get a better experience with Xbox by having a dedicated dongle? Would it be better than being built in? I don't think it would be. I don't. Now, uh, you got to remember things like fans and heat generation and all of that. So there's a lot of considerations about how you actually have to integrate it into a TV. And so Microsoft has to take in power considerations there as well. Um, I think that it, the TV bundling is the better approach for Microsoft rather than trying to sell an, an xCloud dongle, if you will. Uh, Mr. PKI says, how about a tough ending question with the week with no BS? Ooh. Uh, Microsoft has restructured and laid people off this week. What has been the largest impacted business? Hmm... Uh, it was a lot of edge cases, a lot of, uh, from my understanding, a lot of people out in the field were uh, let go. I don't know if there was one particular business that was impacted harder than other, uh, but major surprise departures was Jeff, still Jeffrey Snover leaving Microsoft, and he is uh, the, the father or the, the creator of PowerShell instead of Microsoft. has still been sort of the biggest, I think, exit from Microsoft because it's not often you hear of a technical fellow, and technical fellow is somebody inside of Microsoft who has just done something incredible and can pretty much just kind of go work on whatever they want and just float around and do whatever. Um, I, I was trying to think of the last technical fellow that left that I can remember. I know Laura Butler was in that category and she left, but that was several years ago. And now that Snover is gone, that's another one off the off the chart. And so to me, that was the major surprise uh, that we have seen. There's been quite a few uh, big departures these past few weeks. And so there's definitely been some some significant shakeups. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I know of a, a single department because it was less than 1% that it's not like they came in and, and axed a, a Nokia, if you will, like they have done in the past. Uh, good question, though. Tourniquet says, hey, Brad, I'm curious what the changes to the Windows development means for Windows users. I think we all are very curious about this, myself included. I, To me, I'll just nutshell it, slowing down, I think, is the right approach for Microsoft. I think it's the right approach. Just ship consistently rather than ship frequently is better. I, that is it. Uh, and how high is the possibility that they officially stick to one update per year and use the enablement package for it? I don't know. I do not know how likely it is that they will stick to one update per year. We would love for them to do that. That, that, that was the promise of Windows 11. That was what got us so excited that it's going to be stable. We're going to be able to predict what happens. And then they pulled the rug on that. And uh, yeah. Uh, Lynn Hartson says, with a possible shift in Windows development coming, how do you think Windows Insider changes? Does the, do the existing channels make sense? Could there be quarter 
feature releases. I think this is this. So there's like two competing problems here. This is a great question because if if they are going to be shifting to quarterly updates for Windows 11 and then they're going to slam on the brakes with Windows 12, at, like leading up to it, like Windows Insiders are it's more more chaotic than ever. And then right up until it's not. If that makes sense. Like right up until Windows 12 is announced or, or whatever we get into that cycle, then things things should be like hit the brakes. Let's slow down. After, you know, getting through Windows 11, which I don't think much is going to change, if they truly go to a three-year release cycle, I think the channel's probably still, I don't know, I, I have differing thoughts, because if they truly go to a one release per three years, then more than likely what would make sense is like, hey, you just need one ring and just go test it, kind of like the really old beta days. So uh, I think the changing to Windows Insider program will be interesting to watch, as it's going to be a, a an ancillary update and refinement to what is happening to the servicing of windows now they could just continue the way they are to ship a whole bunch of boring updates but i think they'll get some negative press but i think that a reshaping of the insider program along with the reshaping of how they ship windows should be on the agenda because in my opinion right now everything's just a little bit chaotic when it comes to bringing windows to market so Bart, wrapping up the final questions of the week, uh, would you mind discussing the pros and cons of the new update cycle rumored to be in begin in 2024? Bart, I think we've done a good job, but I love all these. As you can tell, guys, every and I should say ladies, uh, shouldn't it? Whatever. Uh, as you can see, there's a lot of excitement around the Microsoft just sort of getting back to the ways that we all know and love in a way that's stable and easy to understand and not knowing that you could get updates from rapid fire different ways coming down the pipeline. And so uh, a lot of questions, a lot of things we still don't know. The other big question, which we do not know, and maybe it comes at Ignite, is when is Microsoft going to announce this? Like, when are they going to start talking about, I don't think they're going to start talking about Windows 12 yet, but when are they going to unveil their new servicing or update model? We don't know. We'll find out. And as we find out, I'll make sure to bring it up here because as you guys can tell, this is an awesome topic and this is going to keep us busy for a little bit. And as always, thanks for tuning in. This is my favorite part of the week. Make sure to comment, subscribe, and have a good weekend. And we'll catch all of you right back here next time.